2: Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely maid, nothing
0: come between us. When dark, I your heart away. by. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, the propaganda war is in full swing and obviously what happened in Gaza City where there was a and a massive explosion on a hospital there and there's word tonight that as many as 500 or more people could have been killed this is in Gaza City of course where the israelis are planning on doing their massive ground incursion coming at any moment it also is as president biden is set to arrive in the area within a matter of hours. And yet now we are hearing two very different stories as to what happened at that hospital. Clearly there was a massive explosion. Clearly innocent civilians, people at the hospital, many of them were killed. It is obviously a tragedy and it's horrible. But the Arab world is coming out tonight, and there are protesters in the streets of New York and elsewhere coming out and saying it is Israel's fault. And yet the IDF, which is the Israeli Defense Forces, says, no, 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 it was not us. Uh, that they actually have information, and we'll find out pretty soon. Uh, and usually, by the way, the Israelis are usually really good if they did do it by mistake. Because I don't believe they were targeting a hospital by any means. But if they did do it by mistake, I do believe that they also would admit to it and say, listen, we made a grave error. They have done that in the past. But they have come out almost immediately and said that, you know what, we have information that it was Islamic Jihad. That they had an errant missile. And that it was being fired from Gaza City. And that it exploded Uh, It was in the way, uh, by the way, heading towards Israel, but that it ended up instead uh, malfunctioning, they believe, and exploding at this hospital that took now 500 Arab lives. But yet, if you listen to many of these Arab leaders tonight, they're coming out and condemning Israel. Is this like what Israel just can't win with the Arab world? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Here is Mark Regev, Senior Advisor to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and what he had to say as soon as the word came out about the explosion at the hospital.
3: The truth is we're investigating, and as the IDF said in their statement, they're looking into exactly what information we have and what, what happened. What, what we can say is the following. Number one, Israel does not target places like hospitals. They're, they're not a target for us, and we wouldn't have deliberately hit a hospital. Number two, uh, we know that at the time of, the, uh, of this uh, tragedy, that Hamas was firing a barrage of rockets at Tel Aviv. Uh, uh, and the center of the country. I myself uh, went to the bomb shelter here at the uh, because uh, we were under attack.
0: So they are saying that their information. And by the way, Israel. Let's make no mistake about it. Uh, they have very good uh, telecommunications. That's a nice way to say uh, good spy satellites and everything else. They would know almost immediately if it was one of theirs or if it was somebody else's. And earlier today, in fact, uh John Katsimatidis and I were talking on Cats and cosby We had Zak Zar, who is the New York Consul General, and he was saying that Al Jazeera, of all places, and they're not exactly sympathetic to the Israelis, but Al Jazeera, of all places, was coming out and saying that they had information and some video that, Indeed, it was tied to Islamic Jihad, that it was coming from inside Gaza City, not from the outside in. And yet what we have seen from the Arab world, President Biden's on his way there. Uh, This is obviously a messy time for him to be over there. He seems to already be telling the Israelis to go slow. This is only going to increase that sentiment from President Biden, who's boy, oh boy, been so chummy with Iran on so many levels that I think is just outright dangerous to America. But in addition to all of that, we're also hearing from the Arab world. Mahmoud Abbas, the leader of the Palestinian Authority, came out and immediately canceled a meeting with President Biden. He was going over to meet with Netanyahu tomorrow. He should be there in a matter of hours, so he'll be there Israel time to meet with them. And then he was going to go over and do a summit in Jordan with Jordan and Egypt, uh, with King Abdullah and al-Sisi in Egypt, and that has now been canceled. Jordan putting out a statement basically condemning America, also Egypt saying, you know, this is not appropriate, and that summit now being called off. So President Biden going at a very sticky, sticky time now over to Israel, where the Arab world is saying, uh, this is wrong, Israel. Uh, uh, First of all, what needs to happen if there is videotape that clearly shows that it was indeed tied to Islamic Jihad, another fanatical group there inside of Gaza, which is a hotbed of fanaticism, as we know, not just Hamas. But if indeed it was them firing this rocket that malfunctioned, and apparently there's some videotape and other stuff out there, I think the world needs to see it. We need to get it out there. And this is just a classic example of the Arab world almost looking for an excuse to go after. They didn't even wait. They started, like, as soon as it happened, Abbas canceled the meeting within, like, a few minutes. He didn't even know who did it. He had no idea who did it. But that just shows that they are almost looking for any excuse to pile on against Israel. And this is a time where, obviously, you want to have uh, democracies, if you will, in the Arab world come together. Jordan, of course, has had good relationships with the United States. A number of others, Egypt and others, have had good relationships with the United States. And clearly, President Joe Biden has probably been the most sympathetic to the Arab world, clearly the most sympathetic uh, certainly to Iran, guys. But yet, they didn't find that it was good enough to have him come. They right away canceled the meeting. And to me, shame on them for jumping to conclusions and automatically assuming it's Israel's fault and look what happened here. Uh, it's not Israel's fault that Islamic Jihad is firing on them inside of Gaza headed towards Israel. And in fact, Islamic Jihad, at the same time that all this happened, part of the reason that they were able to sort of zero in on Islamic Jihad is they put out a statement saying that there was an, a missile, there was a rocket headed towards Haifa, Israel. So we were planning on hitting your city. It malfunctioned according to Israel and others, and it hit a hospital and it killed 500 people. Potentially it's horrible, but is that Israel's fault? I, I, I Forgive me. Where is that Israel's fault in the equation? Where is the outrage from inside Gaza? Where are the people of Palestinians coming out and saying, you know, enough. We didn't vote for uh, Hamas. Obviously a lot of people did because they got voted in in 2006, but not everybody supports Hamas. So where are the good people of the Palestinians coming out and saying, you know what, this is this is terrible. What you did the other day to the Israelis was atrocious. This should never happen again. And there will be more civilian casualties because that's what happens in war. And you shouldn't have been firing on Israel. First you, try, you slaughtered them on October 7th, and now you're trying to fire on them too? And somehow it's Israel's fault in the Arab world? Does that make any sense to any of you? 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 So I think Israel, if they've got information that clearly shows that it was an Islamic jihad rocket that malfunctioned and ended up killing their own people, and I wouldn't put it past them, that they would maybe even do it intentionally. These people are nuts. They are fanatics. And these people just do not care. They are putting their own people as human shields. The Israelis are saying, we're coming in for a ground incursion. There are 1.1 million people essentially in northern Gaza. They put out leaflets and said, hey, it's time to go. Get out because we don't want to hit you. We want to hit Hamas, but we don't want to hit civilians. They are going through leaps and bounds to try to avoid targeting civilians. And yet... It's not good enough for these people, even if it's an Islamic jihad rocket, as the intel right now seems to be suggesting. So, I mean, can you ever please these people? Are they just looking for a pretext, just like some of these people who are protesting outside saying, hooray, Hamas? I mean, this is just that we are into just insanityville. one 800 848 and here is the IDF spokesman. This is the Israeli Defense Forces, and this is the information that they have. So take a listen.
3: We have just released for the international media a video footage from a UAV, and we are going to release additional intelligence, basically a conversation that was intercepted between various terrorists, where they themselves, unknowing of the fact that we were listening, uh, confirmed... That, this was, that they understand that it was a rocket that misfired. And as the time goes by, what we've done, and it took us some time because we wanted to be sure of the information before we say anything, we went through our own systems and first confirmed that we did not fire at that location and that there was no our misfire. Then we checked what it could have been. And we, we collected intelligence from various sources, from all of our systems, We listened to what the enemy was saying and we checked the fire control system and saw that indeed there was a barrage of rockets that was fired by the Islamic Jihad towards northern or central Israel and at least one of them misfired, which is a common phenomena when it comes to their rockets. It misfired and then landed on the ground and exploded.
0: So that sounds like a lot of research, all right? And the Israelis, again, to their credit, when they have made mistakes, and I don't think by any means they would have been targeting a hospital, no shape or form, but if for some reason their rocket or something misfired, they would have come out. They usually always do, to their credit. We deeply apologize, ba. bah, bah. They know. And now they're saying that there was information of a coming, and it misfired. And apparently, folks at Al Jazeera have said the same thing. But it's not good enough to the Arab world that is just looking for a pretext here. And shame on some of these other countries and locations that are saying, oh, you know what, Uh, shame on you know Israel. They won't even take them into their own country, the Palestinians. They want them to be miserable in Gaza and rise up and do the fight that they themselves clearly in some ways want to do because they jumped to conclusions so quickly against Israel. Why is the Arab world not looking for a solution towards peace as opposed to pointing the finger and trying to stir the pot. We're going to take your calls when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
2: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: We are talking about this terribly sad attack that happened, the explosion at a hospital that was packed in Gaza City. Uh, just to give you a sense, to Gaza City is one of the most, like, congested locations in the world, if you will. It's not a long, you know, it's a very, very uh, small strip of land, and there are about 2.2 million people living in it. Uh, A number of Hamas, obviously, too. And so when they hit at the hospital, there are now estimates anywhere from three. Some are even saying could be more than 500 people were killed. It is obviously heartbreaking and horrible. And yet the Arab world right away jumps to attacking Israel when Israel is saying that they have evidence that it was an Islamic Jihad rocket that was headed towards an Israeli city and it malfunctioned. Typically, there's been a history of malfunctioning with their rockets, often as many as a third or more of their rockets malfunction and have fallen on civilian locations in the past. But yet, why are the Palestinians not in an uproar over Islamic Jihad? Where are the good voices in the Arab world? Just a little bit ago, by the way, New York City Mayor Eric Adams releasing a statement about this big development, because uh this right now, as Israel is about to go in for a massive ground incursion, which undoubtedly is going to be brutal and just horrific, and you can imagine there will be civilians killed as they're trying to get the hostages out, because we know Hamas has about 200 of them, so... This is going to be very, very delicate with President Biden heading over there. But here's the statement just a little bit ago from New York City Mayor Eric Adams releasing a statement on the hospital in Gaza. He says, we mourn tonight the loss of those lives, innocent lives in this war. The images we're seeing in Gaza are gut-wrenching, and we await confirmation of details from our intelligence community as to how this terrible tragedy unfolded. Everyone must do everything in their power to prevent any further killing of innocent civilians. And obviously people do not want civilians caught in the crossfire, but Hamas is keeping them there. Hamas doesn't even want them to leave the area. Israel sending down flyers saying, get out, get out. We're about to come in and we're bombing from the air. And Hamas is blocking them. They're roadblocks that they're doing saying stay. What does that say about their appreciation of their own people? Well, here is Congressman Mike Waltz also talking about some of the tactics used by Hamas and others in Gaza.
4: You know, I have personally been shot at by terrorists from inside of schools, rocketed from inside of hospitals uh, to deliberately generate a response. And the fact, that act uh, in and of itself, shooting at people from inside a civilian facility, is a war crime. Uh, so we need to all take a pause and figure out what just happened in terms uh, of this explosion or these deaths that happened uh, in Gaza
0: that's why it is so important let's go real quick to alex line two alex your thoughts
1: Hey Rita, thanks for taking the call. Um, so
5: first, I think that even if this was Israel doing this purposely, it would still fall on Hamas' fault because they keep military equipment in that hospital. So, and and then you have all these people, the anti-Semites, that are just saying it's Israel's fault. They don't care about the casualties of the of the of the Palestinians. They just care about throwing hatred out there. Even if it's Hamas's fault, they'll still blame Israel as Hamas continues to kill its own civilians.
0: And you know what? You're right. And that's the thing. They're telling their civilians to stay and be human shields. And then a rocket misfires from their side.
2: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
3: The Rita Cosby Show presents
2: Back to Blue.
0: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our men and women in law enforcement. A powerful story coming from Gallatin, Tennessee, where a police officer there is being hailed a hero after he helped get two people to safety during a raging house fire. Uh, the fire broke out at about the time that police officer William Beeman happened to be driving to work. And not only, by the way, is he a police officer, but his father is the fire chief of the fire department there in Gallatin, Tennessee. And he said he knew that something was wrong and all he could think about is, what would my dad do in this situation? So he turned on his lights and sirens and he drove into the driveway. There was no activity outside the house. So he immediately went to the front door. And when he got no response, he entered announcing himself as a Gallatin police officer. He said the garage was attached and completely engulfed, as was the house, with smoke filling up and also flames. He said, I started to inhale a lot of smoke. He finally got inside and he encountered a woman who was there who was unaware that her house was on fire. He said, ma'am, your house is on fire. She said, what? He said, your house is on fire. We got to get you outside right now. Upon learning that she was married, he had a very bad feeling that maybe her husband may have passed away in the fire. Luckily, it turned out that the husband was, in fact, outside the home looking for his wife. He called 911 to report the house fire. A few days afterwards, Beeman was reunited with the people that he saved the couple and also given a commendation for his heroic actions. Well, bravo to this great officer, who comes from a family of service, again, with his father, the fire chief, in the same town. It's a great example of the great work that our men and women in blue do, and also, of course, our great folks at the fire department. Well, we are talking about the horrific explosion that took place at a hospital in Gaza City. And the reason it is significant, obviously tragic because of the loss of life. There are reports that hundreds have been killed who were in the hospital at the time, civilians. But not only that, this is coming as President Biden is just a few hours away from landing in Israel. His whole mission was to sort of bring the Israeli side and the Arab world together he was supposed to meet with the leader of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, and also King Abdullah of Jordan. And both of them said, we're going to cancel it after this. And many people in the Arab world pointing the finger at the Israelis saying this is a war crime. This is atrocious. Israel is saying it wasn't us. And in fact, they have information showing That it was not, that it was an errant missile from Islamic Jihad, which is a group inside there. They use these sort of ragtag missiles, if you will. They were aiming at a major city in Israel, and it flew in the direction of the hospital, and then it went off the screen. So, yeah, it would probably be typical deduction that they were responsible. Let's see the video. U.S. intelligence is also getting involved. But if there is some sort of concrete material, they should put it out there. Because the Arab world is furious. And now there are protests all over the place. Listen to these protests. These are Muslims in Kuwait. Take a listen. And this is you can just tell Uh, you don't have to understand the language to know that the tensions are rising all over the globe in New York City. Also, some very heated protests with pro-Israeli and anti-Israelis speaking out. Things are getting very tense. And there are many people on the Palestinian side that are blaming Israel, blaming America And yet it was an Islamic jihad, errant missile. So it seems right now, let's see if we get confirmation, but that seems to be the case. So will they ever believe even if there's video of it? I don't know if these people will. They're just looking because they hate Israel so much. Uh, They want to back the Palestinian people. Some people blatantly want to even back Hamas. I mean, there are even people in New York at NYU and others shouting, uh, great move, Hamas our heroes hamas are you kidding me thank goodness a lot of them are now being blacklisted where they can't get jobs or their professors thank goodness in some cases and administrators are speaking out it's it, it is so dangerous and that's why this attack really comes at such a horrible time if it turns out it was an errant missile i don't know if indeed the arab world's ever going to accept that it came from one of their own they seem to be doing this propaganda war where Israel bad in Hamas, not so bad. I, I mean, excuse me. This is good versus evil. Israel was assaulted. But Israel does have to worry about the propaganda war. There is no doubt about it. And listen, remember, minutes after this happened, uh, this is what Mustafa Barghouti, he's the general secretary of the Palestinian National Initiative. This is what he had to say before he knew any facts.
3: My colleagues are there and I've been talking to them and they are definite about what has happened. This was not a blast. Uh, This was not an explosion. This was an airstrike. It was a deliberate war crime that Israel conducted on this hospital. And Israel, by the way, uh, uh, repeated two different lies. The first lie was that uh, there were Hamas people hiding in the place and that's why they hit it. And then the second line came immediately after claiming that it was Jihad rocket and something like that, because I think they could not deny that there was an airstrike. So in re- the reality is that this was a war crime. This should not have happened. I do not want an Israeli or Palestinian killed, but the reality here is that Israel is conducting acts of genocide against the population of
0: Gaza. Does this make any sense to you guys? Israel goes in on October 7th, slaughters people, slaughters hundreds, 260 people at that music festival. They go in and they decapitated people, uh, brutally raped women, beheaded kids in little villages nearby there. And somehow they're being charged with war crimes when it looks like it's an errant missile. This is really dangerous territory, and that's why this is such concern, because the Arab world seems to be looking for excuses to go after Israel. Even some of our, you know, broker, and I call them brokers, sort of the peace countries, where they are playing this bridge, a role where they're trying to mediate between Israel and others. How much are they really mediating if suddenly they're ready to throw Israel under the bus when there's no facts. And they won't even now meet with President Biden, who I contend has been the softest on Iran and on terrorists throughout the globe. President, if you're going to go say that President Biden is like a a warmonger, you know, or that he's he's tough on Iran, uh, you got another thing coming. Uh, That guy is soft pedaling like there's no tomorrow. So this is really a very tense, dangerous situation. And do you think President Biden is up to the task? Because this is going to carry a lot of nuances and a lot of comments and a lot of emotions, too, are riding high. And you think about the people on the street there in Gaza City who only hear what they're being broadcast. It's like many people in the Palestinian territories in their books. They're taught to hate Israel. They're taught to hate the Jewish people. They leave it out on the map. I've seen books like where they give to kids, where it's like, here's where Palestine is and Israel is taking over the place. They don't even say that Israel's a state, doesn't even say it's a country. They won't even acknowledge that. And so these people are indoctrinated at an early age and it continues to this day. And that's why I worry so much about the homeland and I worry about what's happening there because emotions are riding high and people are very, very angry and emotional But their anger should be at the leadership in their own community there in the Gaza Strip. Where are the good people rising up and saying no more Hamas? This is not a good thing to go into Israel and slaughter people and hold them hostage. And still to this day, holding them hostage. So boy, is there a lot to discuss. And in the middle of all this, the media is also playing a role. The BBC, there was a memo that was put out, don't call the Hamas folks, terrorists. Well, what are we supposed to call them? Nice guys who rape and murder babies? You know, they they rape women and they behead young babies. Is that what we're? What are we supposed to call them? Why are we being PC on something like this? And yet they used they put a memo out saying it's not a good idea. It's politically wrong to call them terrorists. What are we supposed to call them? Uh, militants who slaughter and kill? Freedom fighters? Nice guys? I mean, where? How far you want to go? This is crazy. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. And here is the BBC. Listen to this BBC reporter as soon as word came out of the strike. And yet, guess what? They basically all but blame Israel. Listen to this one. So the media is. The Israeli military
4: has been contacted uh, for comment, and they have said that they are investigating. But, uh, you know, it is hard to see what else this could be, really, given the size of the explosion, other than an Israeli airstrike or several airstrikes. Uh, Because, you know, when we've seen rockets being fired out of Gaza, uh, we never see uh, explosions of that scale. We might see uh, half a dozen, maybe a few more people being killed in such rocket attacks, but we've never seen anything uh, on the scale of the sort of explosion on the video I was watching earlier, uh, which, as you say, is still to be verified.
0: Yeah, but let's just kind of insinuate that it's Israel. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Joe on line two from Lakewood, New Jersey. Uh, Joe, your thoughts tonight, because this is very incendiary. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, Rita, great show. Um I agree with about everything you're saying, mostly like word for word. I just wanted to add one concern, um, which is my concern is that what's going to happen is, you know, Israel's on the brink of a ground invasion, and they're going to go in, and there's a, a very good chance that the hostages are going to be in danger, and the militants, the terrorists, are going to be worried about getting caught. They will then kill all the hostages and turn around, And point the finger and blame it on Israel, that Israel had killed all the hostages when they came in, when they were actually going in to try to save them.
0: You know, Joe, it's
5: going on now at the hospital.
0: That's actually, you know what? That's a really good point. And and you know what I also thought too, Joe is I thought also um, I even thought, you know, that they may use it as a pretext to get. You know, Iran clearly looks like it's chomping at the bit with Hezbollah on the north of Israel, you know, and they may try to use this as a pretext to say, well, you did this, Um, you know, almost like uh, I mean, uh, look at World War Two, Uh, you know, the attack that happened uh prior to and they blamed it on, you know, they blamed it on uh, the Polish people say, oh, look what they did. And that's what basically precipitated World War Two. It turned out not to be the Polish people. You know, it turned out to be, uh, the bad guys, you know, and it was, of course, Germany and Russia in cahoots in the early part of the war in World War II. It's sort of a setup, a, a stage, you know, it was the attack. In fact, it was tied to like a, like a radio station. Remember it was like there was this big, big a, a thing that they committed and it used it as a pretext. And I worried, Joe, that they might do something to the hostages or they might. Create some something up north and say, you know what? We feel like we got to get involved based on what happened down there. Even if it turns out that it's clear, it turns out to be Islamic jihad. We don't know that, but it sure looks like it. All things are pointing that direction, and and I agree with you. I worry that they might do something uh, to the hostages and say, okay, well this is payback. I mean that that's these people are ruthless. They don't care about anybody else. And they clearly are sort of using these hostages, um, you know, uh, as bargaining chips um, and also to just shock the world. So it, it, I, my thoughts and prayers are with them and their families or because I, I feel like something's going to happen where they're going to use that or create another attack or do something or try to galvanize the public down there in the Gaza Strip to say, oh, well, we're going to join the fight now, too. I mean, this is this is really dangerous territory. And you know what scares me, Joe? I do not feel that this president has a grasp. I'm, when you are dealing with pure evil, which is, I think, a good description for Hezbollah and especially Hamas, um, they only understand force. And I don't see Biden doing that. Y- your thoughts, Joe, as to as to his leadership. What do you think he's going to do when he lands in Israel in a few hours? Yeah. You
5: know, I, I don't believe anyone thinks that Biden's really up for this job. Um, I don't even think that's possible. Um, I, I think it's a nice gesture that he's going there. You know, I just, my concern is, you know, what, what is he trying, what is he trying to accomplish? I mean, if he's coming to try to to, to sort of uh, warn Israel against any retaliations that they're doing, I think that's, that's a very uh, dangerous thing to do at this point
0: yeah but. and and i think throwing them under the bus at this point you know and saying oh we got to be careful um i yeah. i mean yeah i i listen i feel bad uh obviously it's horrible what happened to these people they're clearly innocent civilians caught in the crossfire of war uh but but they should be angry at their the islamic jihad i i mean it seems like to me that their their anger is by far misdirected at this point and that's very very dangerous we're going to continue your calls after the break. Thanks so much, Joe. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
2: The Rita Cosby Show.
0: Up in the next hour, we'll continue talking about this enormous story of the hospital explosion and more details coming in. In addition to that, also a whole bunch of Republicans came out today and said, uh, why has there not been a freeze on the money, a permanent freeze on that $6 billion going to Iran in the middle of all this? Why is there not an enforcement of sanctions on their oil?" Because their oil revenues are, like, exponential under this president. And why have we not stopped that? Because that's what's funding the war. They're funding Hamas. They're funding Hezbollah. So you can make the case the U.S. is sort of funding the war by allowing and not enforcing these sanctions that are put in place. There are so many huge issues here, and so a number of Republicans are speaking out about that. We're going to talk about that, and also tensions rising at a whole bunch of different protests taking place in New York and around the world. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy, line six. Uh, Teddy, your thoughts about this horrible explosion at the hospital?
6: Oh, Rita, you did an exquisite job tonight. Fantastic. I I didn't know that they had the videotape. So if that is evidence that can be brought forth so that the Arab world, where they can't lie to themselves, they're lying to their face when they look in the mirror, when they try to spread the rumor or the possibility that it was Israel. I knew this would happen. You knew that they were going to try to do something on purpose to try to get israel to be looking upon as the devil in the world but i know that israel's personality they did not do something to attack a hospital on purpose they never have i and-
0: agree by the it- way teddy i i agree they would not i mean they you know they knew and by the way this is not like a new hospital or anything like a makeshift hospital this is an established hospital israel knows like you know, a lot of the buildings there in Gaza very well. They're well aware of that's a huge hospital. Uh, they would never do it. Um, and even if it was a mistake, I think they would admit it because they've admitted mistakes in the past. That happens in wartime. They did not do that. Instead, there's apparently video showing a Hamas rocket, or I should say Islamic Jihad, both fanatics, Islamic Jihad rocket coming, and it didn't get airborne enough. So instead, it was going over the hospital. That was their intended route. It was heading towards Israel. And apparently, according to intelligence individuals in Israel and others, they have drone footage and others. And some people who've seen it, too, are saying the same thing, that it didn't get airborne. And instead, it went right into the hospital. So that could explain it. But, you know, the sad thing is, Ted, in the middle of all this I don't know even if there is footage that, that is plain as day. Do you actually think I'm not sure that these people, the Hamas people and the Islamic jihad people, they'll just say, Oh, that's made up. Don't you think? I mean that that is how crazy these people are, Teddy.
6: That's the mentality is that's that was my point that I made the other night. Well, I, I spoke I think I spoke to you a while back.
0: Yep, yep, I remember Ted. Yep, you're right, that they will create this for their own sort of propaganda. And they're they're looking for it. And that's what scares me, Teddy, that some of them, even if this was a mistake, I don't think they were aiming necessarily. It looks like, you know, I, maybe it was a mistake on their part. It sounds like. Uh, but you can't start pointing the finger at Israel and cause murder and, and more attacks on Israel as a result of a mistake that you made. And I wouldn't put anything past these fanatical groups to target their own civilians to use it. It's right before Biden's coming to visit. I mean, you look at the timing of all this. I wouldn't put anything past these fanatics. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show.
2: This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: On Israel, as this will indeed be a very high stakes meeting in a matter of hours for President Joe Biden, who looked tired as heck on 60 Minutes on Sunday. Do you think he's actually going to be able to get through a meeting that is so uh, just delicate at this moment? We have the Arab world accusing Israel of an attack. On hundreds of civilians, 500 civilians may have been killed at this hospital. And yet, according to Israeli intelligence and other individuals putting out information uh, that it looks like an errant missile from Islamic Jihad. But they don't care. The Arab world is now protesting and some really scary, angry protests taking place outside of Israeli consulates around the globe. Some of them calling for death of Israel, death to America. Uh, the stakes could not be higher. And boy, are tensions very, very heated, extremely angry protests. And of course, the facts may show otherwise that indeed it looks like it could have come from one of their own. So boy, I wish they were protesting outside Hamas headquarters in Gaza tonight or outside Islamic Jihad. Why don't they go after those people who are making their lives miserable and slaughtering innocent Israelis? There are so many questions tonight. And in the middle of all of this, too, we are also hearing about how this administration continues to coddle the biggest backer of Hamas and Hezbollah, Iran. They have funded close to, most people believe, anywhere from 90 to 95 percent of the funds for Hamas and Hezbollah. And yet... Why are we going so soft? Why is the Biden administration continues to be so soft on Iran? To this day, by the way, the United Nations has never labeled Hamas a terrorist organization. I contend that somebody that goes after innocent women and children, they're terrorists. This organization is clearly a terrorist organization. It's not a trick question, UN. And get this. The Biden administration, it just came out, this is a blockbuster report that says that the Biden administration funneled close to a million, close to a billion dollars to United Nations Organization for Refugee Assistance in the West Bank and Gaza Strip that actually harbored personnel who incited violence against the Jewish people. You can't make this up. Information from the New York Post and others that are confirming that this United Nations Relief and Work Agency has been accused of recent years of employing educators who regularly call to murder Jews and teach textbooks that glorify terrorism, encourage martyrdom, demonize Israelis, and incite anti-Semitism. So who's vetting the money that the U.S. government is giving to a group like this? And why have we not enforced the sanctions that are on the books against Iran? Because if we even did, if we blocked their oil money, they would not be able to fund these attacks of terrorism throughout the globe. Not just what's happening in Israel. And so just a few hours ago, a whole bunch of GOP senators came together on Capitol Hill and they said it is time, President Biden, to stop, you know, uh, playing footsie with Iran. It is time to stop coddling Iran. You need to be tough and take a listen, because here's what Senator Lindsey Graham had to say, because he is downright worried that they are going to use this attack on the hospital and others as a pretext to say, "Okay, well, Hezbollah, why don't you start attacking Israel from the north, which could pull the U.S. in to protect Israel because if the state is in jeopardy. The country's in jeopardy. If it's getting squeezed, also on the West Bank, on the other side, they could be squeezing in. This could actually bring the United States in. And this is enormous stuff, guys. And here is why Senator Graham said it is time that this president grow a spine. Take a listen.
7: Not only should we cut off all the money, we should put on the table that if there's a second front open against Israel by Hezbollah, that has 100,000 precision-guided rockets pointed at Israel. If that happens, there will not be a two-front war. There will be a three-front war. There's either going to be one front or three fronts. I'm begging the Biden administration to be clear. Just don't say don't. Spell out what happens if Hezbollah is used by Iran to try to expand this war and destroy Israel. I appreciate the aircraft carriers, strike groups going into the region. We have the capability, but we need to have the will.
0: Yeah, you got to have the will. And so far, this president doesn't seem to have the will. By the way, uh, just breaking now, Hezbollah, uh, according to the IDF, they say that it has 150,000 missiles pointed at Israel. Um, And by the way, they have the reach to get into any city in Israel. That's what's scary about Hezbollah. Should they step in and try to widen this war, that will be catastrophic for the region, certainly for Israel, and for so many other players. Because if Hezbollah does step in, they could potentially hit any area. They are much better advanced, much better financed even than Hamas. You know, it's like Hamas is like the, uh, the uh, you know, the... Uh, Scary stepchild, if you will, whereas Hezbollah is sort of uh, the leading central, much more integrated, uh, advanced, if you will, uh, leader in the world of terror, all again financed by Iran. And then we have the Iranian foreign minister saying that a multi-front fight against Israel is possible. How scary is that? not ruling it out, hugging, kissing with Hamas over the weekend, like best friends, this is really scary stuff, and the stakes are extremely high. And I'm not confident that President Biden, who is going to land there in a matter of hours, that he's going to do anything that's going to help the situation. And poor Israel is sitting there saying, can we really rely on him? I mean, they have to honestly ask that question. Yes, he has come out and very vocally said that, yes, he supports, clearly, Israel. But yet, he also expressed outrage and anger at the hospital and kind of left it a little blank about who's to blame. And when the war first happened, I'll never forget in the moments, I was on the air when the war broke out, it was on October 7th, and I'll never forget within minutes, the first message that came from the U.S. State Department, Palestinian office, was both sides need to cool off and bear responsibility. Israel's being slaughtered. That's like, again, saying to America, uh, calm down, don't do anything after 9-11. So clearly they showed who they really are in those moments. So this is a really tenuous time. And this president did the deal recently. Remember, it was the prisoner swap, five for five. And it turns out... Uh, As we learned earlier today, by the way, on Cats and Cosby, we had Andy McCarthy on earlier today. And he was saying that there was a deal. Judge Weinberg, who's on the show, who I love, came out and said there was a deal clearly that was made that Andy McCarthy highlighted where it showed that Biden also pardoned these people that they made the prisoner swap from. These are these Iranian agents. And guess what they ended up doing? They wanted to stay in America. So we now have five Iranian agents I know at least three or four of the five wanted to stay in America. The president pardoned them, so they're allowed to stay in America. They are known spies for Iran, and they're in our country. You didn't boot them out? That just came out recently. Not only do you do the deal for money that many people contend put all these people in jeopardy now because they know that now there's a price tag that America will pay for hostages. It puts a price tag on every American anywhere in the world. But separate than that... These guys are staying in the country. I mean, this guy is a dope. This just doesn't make any sense. How could you do that with a wide open southern border? This is so dangerous. So here is Senator Lindsey Graham talking also about the $6 billion that we know now apparently quietly has been sort of frozen in an account. They were unfreezing it. Now it's sort of sitting there. Why don't they just come out publicly and say, listen, Iran, if you touch the hair of one American, we will wipe you off the face of the earth. We know where your nuclear sites are. That's one. And two, you know what? That money, you will never see a dime of it. That's the only thing that these people understand. And yet our president won't even say that they're planning on freezing the money, even though there's been reports to the same. What is wrong with this president? Is he the president of the United States or some other country? For him to say that, it just doesn't seem that he has our interests at heart and he doesn't seem to have a backbone at a time where the world is on fire. So here is Senator Lindsey Graham.
7: So the idea you can bribe Iran to be normal doesn't work. There's not enough money you can send these people to make them behave. They have an agenda to destroy the Jewish state, to purify Islam and come after us. Just I believe them when they say "deaf to America. They're not joking. So isolate Iran, weaken Iran, destroy Hamas is the objective, right?
0: And Senator Roger Marshall, who was at the same briefing, uh, gave Biden a title that I think fits.
2: Joe Biden is the most pro-Iranian president we've ever had. Think about it. It goes way beyond this $6 billion we're talking about. Under this administration, the Iranian reserves have went from $6 billion to $60 billion. So they have $60 billion in reserve. Well, how come? Well, since the moment Joe Biden got in office, he turned his head to the sanctions that we've had. The Iranian Ghost Armada has grown from 60 ships to 300 ships, taking Iranian or Russian oil and selling that to China. Now the, to the tune of a billion dollars a week. So Joe Biden is allowing Iran to make a billion dollars a week now to fund terrorism.
0: Does that make any sense? And the fact the president hasn't said anything that sounds tough on Iran since all of this, that is downright scary. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil on line two. Uh, Phil, this is a mess.
1: Yeah, hi, Rita. Good evening. Can you hear me?
0: I can. Go ahead.
1: Okay, here's the deal. Threefold. It's a short threefold situation. Number one, what they're attempting to do, the Hamas people, is recreate the same thing as with the Reichstag fire, where they blamed the Jews back around the time of World War II for doing grievous things to the German government and killing innocent people. It's the same philosophy. It's not going to work. Number two, if you've got all these missiles, if you've got 100,000 missiles, I can guarantee you, being a military guy, and I've seen it in the field, that once in a while these things don't work right, and sometimes a couple of them don't work right. I've I've witnessed it myself in terms of uh, high-caliber artillery, 155-millimeter howitzer shells that blow up halfway over the target and land in somebody's backyard. The, the third thing, which is really dangerously critical, is the fact that this event is a trigger for all their sleeper cells all over the world, especially in the United States, where through the illegals, presumably, where they're going to st- say, "Look, now is the time." Is Iran wants to get their bomb out? We need a distraction. Turn the country upside down with your pro Hamas stuff, and don't don't relent. Keep it up. And this, as I expressed to you once before, real quick, Rita, that these these military age physically fit young men, thousands upon thousands who've been coming into the Mexican border. We've got a problem coming up, and I can guarantee you it's going to surface real soon, and we're going to see reprisals taking place in the United States through these guys. If They're really legitimate uh, immigrants.
0: Wow. You know what, uh, Phil? I actually, sadly, I agree with you. I think we are right. Um, And in fact, just recently, there were a number of Iranians. There's been this sort of rush of Iranians. Uh, suddenly crossing our southern border. What are you doing illegally crossing our southern border? Uh You know, take a flight, uh, get vetted. But no, they're sneaking through the border. Also Syrians, there were a whole bunch of them recently. I think we're really headed for some scary stuff, just as you said. That wide open border and the fact the president has even talked about closing the border, given what's going on overseas. And there's even discussions about trying to... Give refugee status to a million Gazans. I'm sorry. This is not the time to be bringing in a million Gazans that you can't vet, many of which hate America. Uh, are you kidding me? I, I mean, that is really just insane to your point. And, and it really concerns me, Phil. Um, and I hear what you're saying. I feel exactly the same way you do. This, to me, is a really uh, dangerous a uh, trepidatious period i think in american history and i think it lands squarely at the feet of this president one 800 and we'll continue your calls after the break thanks phil
2: the rita cosby show on the red apple podcast network
0: And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. In a matter of hours, President Biden will touch down in Israel. I do find it interesting that it was announced he was going into the country. And that's really unusual, uh, a pre-announcement, because as we're hearing from some different reports, apparently he set conditions saying, well, Israel has to do more to help the Gazans and help civilians in Gaza And once that happens, then I'm willing to come over. That's why this strike on the hospital, where Israel says, again, it's the Islamic Jihad rocket that malfunctioned and says that they have proof even. But now we're hearing the other side blaming Israel. That's why it gets so complicated. But I also am surprised that President Biden just kind of put it out there. Yeah, uh, the White House announced it. Typically, these kind of trips, when you're going into such an incendiary and dangerous area, you find out about it after the fact. Oh, the president did a surprise visit in Israel. That's usually what happens with the president of the United States. Uh so clearly President Biden doesn't think the Arab world's too upset at him that he's not so worried about his security. I said earlier today on Cats and Cosby, I said they're never going to find a softer president than this one, so they probably want to keep him in. Anybody who wishes to do harm to Israel or the uh pro-Iranian there you know this guy is coddling around like there's no tomorrow, and that 's a sad testament because you should be focused on America and as Phil just talked about, American security and world security and the security of our ally Israel. so President Biden is set to do this meeting, which is going to be maybe after sadly after this a lot more increased security, and the stakes couldn't be higher as there are protests now around the globe one 800 let us go to Alice in Ohio. Uh, Alice, your thoughts about what's ahead? Oh, there's so many
8: good points brought up. Well, Biden has the mentality of a potted plant, and the whole world knows this. We look like fools. Barack Obama has been pulling the strings since day one. Do you remember when uh, Netanyahu came to visit the, uh, the White House? And Barack Obama made him sit in the yes. reception area. Yes. Yes, okay. I do.
0: And, and Alice, do yeah. you remember President Biden wouldn't even meet with Netanyahu last time he came in town? Yeah. Remember, Absolutely. he was here at the UN and he wouldn't meet with him at the White Absolutely. House. I mean, that was an insult. And then something else, too. Um, earlier, I
8: think it was yesterday, uh, I heard on um, Mark Levin's show, a journalist from uh israel was interviewed uh, and she was she was irate that this trip is to tell president netanyahu i can't pronounce it yeah prime minister netanyahu prime prime yes thank you that he that he's coming over to tell him to unless to give him instructions and if he follows the instructions then then they'll give some aid this, this is
0: this is nasty. Well, that's why this attack right now that happened at the hospital could not have come at a worse time where the Arab world's blaming Israel, even if the facts show otherwise. Uh, and also, apparently, Biden wants a plan, his war strategy. I guess Israel has to run it by the U.S.
2: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes.
0: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story coming from Springfield, Illinois, where U.S. Marine Corps veteran Matt Sorensen was avoided veteran, was awarded veteran of the year by the PGA Reach Gateway Foundation there in St. Louis. Since returning home from the war, Sorensen, like so many other veterans, has battled severe PTSD and deep anxiety. He said, it's been hard for me to get outside of my own property. I feel safe out on the golf course, and I feel safe with veterans. Then you put that with the PGA HOPE program, I'm with veterans, I'm on the golf course. He says, there is no safer area for me. He also attributes the ability to relax on the course to the game itself. He says, there's so many different things to focus on while you're playing golf. You know, it's a good mission to get that ball in a three-inch hole. Also, his wife also says that he loves it so much it has helped him relax. He's also been out on the course three or four days a week. He'd be out there every day if I would let him, she said. By the way, he's also a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and he was awarded Veteran of the Year by Hall of Famer Ozzie Smith. He said... I think that's just so much for me to make some progress, also to help inspire other people. It also enables me to get out there. I'm stepping out of my boundaries. His mission now is to help other veterans experiencing PTSD and getting them out on the golf course as much as possible. What a beautiful story. Uh, And how wonderful to see this veteran relaxing through golf and through the PGA Reach Gateway Foundation. What a beautiful, beautiful mission. Bravo to them. And of course, all of our great veterans and their families. Well, tonight we are talking about the role of Iran and the fact that the administration doesn't seem to want to figure out any way that they could actually have an impact on Iran. They're not tough on Iran. They don't do anything. They seem to allow all these sanctions to not be enforced. And in fact, one of you, you just brought up the fact that this started in the Biden administration. Alice, you brought that up. Let's go back to something that's really scary, that tomorrow, a sanction that was placed on it by the Obama administration, all the way back to Obama, that apparently it's on missiles and it is elapsing tomorrow. You can't make this up. Sanctions on Iranian missiles. You would think that that would be an eternal Sanctions, but the sanctions were only temporary because the Obama administration only decided to make them temporary and they elapse tomorrow. You can't make this up at a time where they are threatening to go in and attack Israel and make it a two front war on Israel. So why is this administration so soft on Iran? You can see that Iran's tentacles are all over this. They fund Hamas, they fund Hezbollah, and they are threatening to hit Israel in the north. They've already been doing a couple rockets there, but they're threatening a two-front war. And my big fear right now is after this terrible hospital explosion, even if it turns out that indeed it came from an Islamic Jihad rocket that was misfired, not from Israel, If those facts bear it out, which is what Israel claims it is, I still think that they will use it as a pretext to really go after Israel and start on the northern front and help supply Hamas much more on the southern front. That's what really scares me is the propaganda war, because there are two layers to what's happening now. There's obviously the horrible atrocities associated with the physical war and the civilians in this case that were killed. But then you could see the Arab street already turning and saying that it's Israel's fault. And you don't know if they're getting information from the IDF and other people who say, well, wait, 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 that is not true. And that's why the Israelis and the rest of the world need to get out the message. If indeed it's correct, as Israel's saying that it came from inside Gaza, that it was an errant missile from inside Gaza headed towards Israel. Well, hopefully there's video proof. They claim that there's some information. There's some evidence. Let's get it out there for all the world to see. They need to get it out there. need to get ahead of this because they are protesting in streets around the world, blaming Israel for now they claim killing people in that hospital. And there's much, just not only the physical war, it's the war of words. And it seems like those inside Gaza really know that war well. They obviously are coming out with these, like, social media posts. They're putting out press releases. They're doing all these things. So Israel and the rest of the freedom-loving world need to step up and make sure that they can squash these voices and say, that's not correct based on the evidence. Show them the proof. Put the video out there so they can continue this fake war of words. They need to squash the propaganda war, just like they also need to squash Hamas. 1-800-848-9222, one And meantime, we have Republican senators coming out and saying this president needs to get tough on Iran. He needs to start imposing sanctions and he needs to grow a backbone. Take a listen.
5: We have got to send a message to Iran. This has to stop. Unless you, you, your. I mean, if it doesn't stop, you will be attacked. I mean, this is the only way this is going to end. And their goal is to destroy Israel, destroy every Jew, and destroy every American. We have 30 Americans died. We've got Americans held hostage. This administration needs to show up and start worrying about the people. St- spend more time worrying about Americans and the and Israel than it does about having some relationship with Iran with in uh, the Palestinians. It's disgusting what this administration is doing.
0: Absolutely. I agree. That with Senator Rick Scott of Florida and Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana also said this today about Biden's policies.
4: America has a president president who is uh, who is not a defense hawk. Uh, America has a president whose administration is, frankly, more interested in discussing whether a man can breastfeed than it is in talking about national security. Put yourself in the shoes of our enemies, Russia and Iran and China. What do they see? They see an America whose president cut and run from Afghanistan. Our enemies see an America whose president refuses to give Ukraine the weapons it needs to win. Our enemies see an America uh, whose president... President refuses to enforce the sanctions on Iranian oil, and indeed has tried to give the Iranians um, over not $6 billion, but $10 billion, I could continue. But the point is, our enemies have included that America has a president who's a bit of a weenie on national defense, and she and Putin and the Ayatollah think they can roll over him Mike, Mike uh, Thunder on a summer night.
0: I never thought I'd hear our President waiting. That's a quote from John Kennedy of Louisiana, who always has some good singers there. But it's so true that he just seems to be a pushover. He seems to be a rollover. And as he brought up, Xi of China and Putin are taking full advantage of this moment and so are other ne'er-do-wells that don't like America. This sort of access that's creating is emboldening. They're getting stronger, and so is Iran. And what a sad testament that is around the world. If you have a weak America, you have a weak world. And if you have a weak president, you're in trouble. And that's what we're dealing with. This is scary. Really, really scary. And by the way, uh, people like Rashida Tlaib, uh well... She feels like the president isn't doing enough to help the Arab world. She's come right out tonight. This is amazing. I'm just seeing this now. That Rashida Tlaib is saying Israel just bombed the hospital, killing 500 Palestinians. She is blaming Israel. This is an American member of Congress who has gone against Israel from day one, even in the middle, after they suffered the worst atrocities since the Holocaust. And now she's coming out tonight blaming Israel. That is shameful. Do you know how dangerous that is? You're having people on the Arab street who are protesting now in countries around the world saying death to America, death to Israel. And you have an American congresswoman. Can you imagine as we're talking about the propaganda war, what they're going to be doing? They're going to be using that, playing that clip over and over again. Look, look, even America says it's Israel. They have. She has just fed America to slaughter. That is shocking that we have an American congresswoman, Rashida Tlaib, blaming Israel when the facts are showing otherwise, and it clearly is not clear whatsoever that Israel was responsible. How dare she, an American congresswoman. Does she realize how dangerous that is? Because they're going to show that quote over and over and over again. She tweeted it out. That is shocking. Will President Biden finally condemn some of these nasty comments coming from people in his own party? I, I am shocked tonight. I just saw that. That just happened. That is just disgusting. Meantime, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is hinting that the U.S. should take in a million, you know, refugees from Palestinian territories, especially from Gaza right now. Uh, let's see. Okay. Okay. There are 2 million Gazans, 2.2 or 2.3, depending who you talk to. Um, A lot of them have left or moved south. Many of them support Hamas. So what do you think the odds are that if you bring a million people over with no vetting, like the Biden administration has done, that there might be at minimum a handful of terrorists? I bet you thousands of dollars that there'd probably be hundreds of terrorists in there, if not thousands, if you are going to bring a million over. Uh, This is incredible. Do they represent America or what? Here is AOC. Should Arab countries be taking on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza?
4: I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting
0: refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. That's right. Uh, You know what? She's absolutely right. We have to think about the terrorist feelings. You know, Uh, I feel bad if they feel rejected after they slaughtered innocent women and children. We have to think about them. I, I mean, do these people represent America or what? This is just shocking. It is really, really shocking. And now here's another tweet from Rashida Tlaib. Israel Prime Minister Netanyahu has lied to the public before. In other words, don't believe them when they come out and say that they're not responsible for the bombing. I I mean, again, this is jumping to conclusions when she has no facts to say this. No facts whatsoever. And she is blaming Israel. Again, her tweet saying Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital killing 500 Palestinians, just like that. President of the United States, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes. That's Rashida Tlaib. Mr. President, you need to condemn these comments from your own party. These are American congresspeople who do not represent any interests of america that is shameful i'm just shocked tonight that we have an american member of congress who has repeatedly said that wouldn't even condemn the brutal hamas attacks when they were chasing her down the hallways the other day and now she comes out and says that israel is just bombed the hospital when there is no proof of that is she like the hamas spokesperson now That's what I feel like. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline. Uh, Jacqueline, can you believe what the Rashida Tlaib, an American congresswoman, just put out?
9: Well, you know what? To me, Rita, she's a non-entity. She's a nobody. She's got no power. She's nothing. So I really don't care about what she has to say or any of her cohorts. What does concern me, however, and I'm a pretty tough woman. I've gone through a lot in my life. It takes a lot to uh, bring me to a level of fear or... Um, to to frighten me or to bring my concern up. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned because of uh, what happened with the bombing of the hospital. And as Alice pointed out, she mentioned uh, Barack Hussein Obama's name. What concerns me is that here in the United States, we don't have a captain at the helm of our ship. It's kind of like the Titanic. Uh, what could be worse than that is having... I think the real third term of Barack Hussein Obama, who stated he was going to fundamentally transform America. And I think he also included the entire world. So this situation, Iran is just itching along with the rest of the lunatics in the Middle East to get involved in this whole situation. And the bozo in the White House... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very confident that he's going to do anything. That that he's going to uh, keep us out of anything. And I don't think he's really the president. So that that's my real fear and my real real concern. Uh, I was so concerned. Norm sang me uh, the chorus from the song "The Morning After" from the movie "The Poseidon Adventure" by Debbie Boone.
0: <laughs> who was that? who was in that Poseidon? Was that uh, Shelley? Um, what what was the uh, the actress? I'm trying to remember um, the famous actress who was in the that movie. I don't know, and I didn't even
9: see the movie, but Norm told me it was Debbie Boone who sang the song. Yeah, no, she did uh,
0: sing the song. She did it afterwards. Yeah. That's right. It was, but from the actual original Poseidon Adventure, uh, there was Shelley Winters. I think was the actress in, in the original one. Uh, and sadly, uh, you know what? I, I think it, it's a good equate. It's a good uh, uh, you know analogy because I agree with you. I'm not convinced. This president, I feel like we have the worst president who has handled foreign policy horrendously and evildoers at the worst time, because just like you said, there's so, this is such a nervous time with what's going on and such a sensitive time. And the Arab street is riled up. Um, and Jacqueline, I hear what you're saying about uh, Rashida Talib being a non-entity and, you know, we may feel that and know that in the States, But the problem is what I worry about is these people will use anything to get back at the United States. And it's particularly obviously short term Israel. That's that is their focus. Obviously, it's you always hear the death to Israel, death to America. And and here we have an American congresswoman putting it out. They will use that for propaganda purposes. It's like If they saw any American, whether it was like a journalist or if it was, in this case, a member of Congress, they're going to say, see, Israel's lying. Uh, Here's even a member of Congress. And they're not going to know that she's, you know, this loony kazoony who says these things all the time. They're going to think, oh, if it's a member of Congress, it's got to be official. And they're going to play her comments and her quotes and her tweets all over the place. That's what I worry about. Go ahead, Jacqueline. You know, Phil also brought
9: out a couple of good points, and I'm a very strong uh, proponent of, uh, you know, uh, our right to bear arms. Excuse me, I'm battling laryngitis. Um, But this is a perfect example of... The uh, powers that be, the lunatic left powers that be that want to take away our right to bear arms, and they should be completely unrestricted, arms of any and all kind, as far as I'm concerned, because you never know what may happen. I mean, if if push comes to shove, I'd rather be prepared and not have to use a weapon than not have a weapon to use if I need it.
0: Well, and I know a number of people have talked about that, too, as well. Um, And I do think just overall in terms of security – it's good to have security, uh, not just in your home, but it's good to have security at the border too, uh, on a on a big big level too. Because boy, uh, our country is a mess, Jacqueline. It is a mess. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, and we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. And uh, Shelley Winters was a good actress, by the way. She was good.
2: The Rita Cosby Show.
3: the bridge together
0: and find the place that's safe and warm and this is by the way Al will this is for norm and also for Jacqueline we, we found it by the way you guys you thought it was Debbie Boone who did you light up my life which is one of the great songs but this is Maureen McGovern Uh, And boy, uh, let's pray there's a morning after Joe Biden because uh, there's a lot of uh, dark nights under him. So let's pray there's a bright one. Let's put it up for Norm. I love Norm and Jacqueline. Here we go. We're
8: moving
3: closer to the shore.
0: That could be uh, President Biden's uh, farewell song when he leaves the White House. Oh, my goodness. Could America be in a bigger mess? Could the world be in a bigger mess? And sadly, we're on the precipice of some really dangerous stuff as we're watching protests around the world. And there is sadly a lot of darkness and a lot of confusion. And I contend we have a president who has been weak and coddling Iran, and this is the guy who's going to negotiate world peace in the Middle East that has defied basically every American president. And this is going to be the Superman coming in. Uh, this is more like uh, Robin in tights when he was a, a teenager, you know, than Superman. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Bobby real quick, line three. Bobby, your thoughts. Hey, I just, I just find it ironic that Biden and Hochul and some of these other people decide
6: they want to go to over to Israel when they should be at home taking care of things. We had uh, Hawaii. We had so many other things that Biden didn't attend to. Um, if I was B.B. Netanyahu, I would have told him you're not welcome.
0: Wow. he's going to do is
6: go over there and handcuff the, Ira- uh, is, the Israel from, from doing what they have to do.
0: And you know what? That is what I am worried about, that he's going to say don't go in, don't do this. I do think it's important we go over and show support for Israel, so I'm happy he's doing that. But you're right. He may be soft.
7: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.